What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lennon Burton. Lennon, how are you doing this week? Big freaking week this week. I went to my job. I'm getting out. I'm like, I'm like, the James Gunn news is coming out. I do my show. I usually take a nap around 11, but I knew that's when the news was dropping. So I still took the nap. When I woke up, beautiful. It was out. I watched the video. Felt good. A lot of good stuff we're here to talk about this week. I'm positive. I'm all positive about this James Gunn news. But also, I didn't even tell you this while we were talking before. I watched Love Island. Great first episode. Great first episode. Also, I feel bad for all them girls that kept trying to take Kai or Kel, whatever his name was. But they was all going after old Kai or Kel. I haven't seen it yet. I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh. I thought you saw it. It's Love Island. The first episode doesn't, yeah. The first episode of Love Island is not a spoiler. It was hot. And they switched it up. Instead of having the boys pick, they had the girls pick. Well, I mean, they do that. They've done that before. Oh, I just, it it was hot. I was like, ooh, this is fresh. I think they actually (laughs) alternated every year. Okay. Well, I just remember my favorite years, the, the, the boys picked. So I was like, all right, I like having the girls picked it at a different flair, but they kept being caddy and taking the uh, the other the other girl's man. I was like, damn. Yeah, that's why the first episode's hot. It's hot. <laughs> yeah, my my buddy uh, Joe's been like texting me about Australian Survivor because I'm sure you saw the stuff on Twitter where that one lady was like, just you know, just so you know, I'm African. I'm from South Africa, so I'm more African American than you. Oh, I think I did see that. That white lady. <laughs> so he's, he's been texting me about that. And, you know, I've gotten into um, a hole of trying to understand Australian Survivor. It just seems like you know, I'm so transfixed with reality shows that aren't in America. Like at this point, mm. you know, like The Bachelor is getting stale. You know, Survivor's done forty seasons. Of this they brought Lotto season. in, man. You don't like you don't like Lotto going, uh, with with Crunk's uh with Crunk's nephew. I, I don't know who that is, dude. Did you not see Lotto? Did you not see the episode with her going on and helping with the dates? I, I don't know who that is. Wait, they're not at the wait. <laughs> there wasn't an episode with like this light skinned black girl coming helping who they said is a rapper. I get well. I mean, I saw that that was a preview. I didn't watch it. Oh, so like, okay, okay, okay. But like, okay. by you saying Lotto, I don't know who that person is. Like, well, I don't know. well, now you know that's that, that's Lotto. When you watch the that episode, who that that's who that is. Yeah, Lotto. I've never heard of. Her <laughs> She's pretty popular. I, I thought like the big part about that episode was that Victoria Fuller came back and Paige Wan tried to steal The Bachelor. Oh, see, I need to watch the episodes. I just. I just know Lotto's on from IG. Like I just knew, knew my Instagram was talking about her. Weird. See, but yeah, <laughs> but no, I'm I'm more interested in like because I found out that New Zealand has an F Boy Island. I found out that like, where you where are you watching this? Like Pluto? Oh gosh, what's the? Tubi? It's uh, it's some weird site. I guess like. Oh, you I, you getting this off track? You you pirating this? <laughs> Trapping off the bandwidth? I mean, maybe I don't know. It's some. A website called shvideos.net. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You, you're a straw hat, my friend. <laughs> I thought you were like on Tubi, <laughs> or like 
Pluto TV, some shit like that. Well, that was just where my friend showed me like the most that season ten. But I'm I'm I have to look back. The last time I watched Australian Survivor, I was on Paramount Plus. Okay, okay, and then okay. and then when I watched Australian Bachelor, it was on HBO Max. But they're probably not there anymore. Oh, I mean, okay. I'm, when I'm watching those seasons, I have seen them on the services before, and like. There's this Australian dating show that I actually know a, per- a contestant. Like, I know who he is. And um, he was on some random Australian dating show that's on Discovery Plus. Some random guy you know. Yeah. That's from crazy. Like, uh, from Alabama? No. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, when you went go do your overseas stuff in Europe? It was one of those guys? No, no, no. no. It, was, um, it was just like a resort trip i took in high school where you know you kind of meet people just met a random guy (laughs) well yeah no it was like you know you when you were staying like like at a resort and you're a high school kid you know it's like oh yeah you talk to random people yeah meet random people like i met like i made some friends from people like there's one dude who like ended up playing pro basketball in the netherlands oh nice okay um well because he's from the netherlands and then uh yeah, I mean, I met like some chick from Brazil. I met like all sorts of people at this one like resort we stayed in Florida. Okay, nice, nice. Well, that guy was on a game show. That's what's up. Well, next week when you watch Love Island, we can talk more about it because I'm in. I'm in all the yeah. way. I, I want when I saw that it was only gonna be the one episode on the thirtieth. I was like, ah, I can wait. Man. Wait, that's what I should have done, but we just put it on. Right. But uh, man, there's like you said, we got a lot of the big DC stuff to talk about. That's the majority of what we talked about today. We'll talk about the last of us. Um, and uh, we don't have we don't have we don't have to do the other two this week. We can just do our DC news. Oh, well, I'm watching so. <laughs> uh, Last of Us. I got I, I'm I'm behind an episode on your honor, bro. I'm behind two. I got to do two and three. Was it good? I mean, nothing major has happened. Okay, so I'm still episode three. Okay, I'm still okay. We're still. I can still yeah. jump on this week and not miss the boat. Nothing major has happened, but like, there's like, it's building the directions of the show that we're going. It's like stuff is about to. All right, so I gotta jump on now. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Especially with homeboy who tried to shoot Carlo, but shot him. Oh. Wait, not Chad Hanks. He's dead, huh? Chad Hanks was he on that show? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Um, no, but it's uh the Big Mo and all and all. Oh, the, the black dudes. Okay. Yeah. Um, the Ninth Ward crew. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm jumping on. I'm jumping on this week. Jumping on this week. All right. I'll be. I'll be ready to go for next week. Um. So yeah. Um, if you're that's all about what we're talking about, we don't have to talk about Monster. Um, I've been watching more One Piece, so that's like I'll just, just say the one thing where I'm at with that. Well, yeah, is um, I they literally the episode I just watched, Carrot is on the boat, like they found oh, the carrots on the boat. Oh, so they're going to Totland, yeah. Well, they're going, nice. yeah, they're going to get Sanji or whatever. Yeah, they're going to Big Mom's Island. Okay, nice, and, like, nice, I just, I just watched, like, the elephant get attacked. And, and so that was, okay. That was what I just watched. 
Okay, nice. You're wise. You're good. Good stuff. I, good stuff is. Important. I'm wondering, does um Momonosuke have like conquerors hockey or something? Is that like why he and Luffy can hear the elephant? Look, or... I, I I even though I'm caught up with the manga, I still don't know that answer. But well, actually, I I don't think it's conquerors hockey. Yeah, we're pretty sure it's the voice of all things. Like that's what that's what we we know it as of right now. So like. We don't know. We still don't know. All right. Well, I'm, well, I, that makes me feel a little bit better that I'm up to the point where like there's still things that are unknown. Yeah, there's a shit ton of things that are unknown. Hell yeah. But like you start, you're about to start getting answers. You are. You're about to start get like hot I'm, land I'm is ready. worth. I'm ready to get the one out. Oh yeah, that shit's gas. That shit's gas. Big gas. Big gas. Man, I got. I got a long way to go. What you gonna do when you catch up? Are you gonna read it? Oh, you're just gonna watch it current when 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 it drops. You're gonna read the sub. You're gonna watch the sub. Okay, yeah, that's what you should do. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Don't wait for the dub because that's gonna take years. Um, I can tell you. Well, we'll worry about it another time. But like, I think the dub is up to nine sixteen. Oh, okay, it's moving. It's moving. Yeah, it's, I think they just had one release because I remember like when I was watching earlier in the earlier in 2022, it was like at eight eighty six or something. Okay, so it's moving a little bit. Okay, that's not bad. All right, well, whenever yeah, you're ready, so, I'm ready. We got a lot of DC stuff to talk about. All right, so let's get started. I'll start with what I put at the top of the notes. To build the overarching story for the DCU, James Gunn has brought together a writer's room of Drew Goddard, Jamie, Jeremy Slater, Christina Hobson, Crystal Henry, um, and comics writer Tom King. Um, as his writer's room, he indicated that at least some of these writers could continue to work on DC EU projects, including, um, including uh, Henry, who is co-showrunning Waller. Uh, the plan is uh, that they'll release r- roughly two films and two TV series per year into the DCU. That output will not, however, sacrifice quality to meet deadlines. They were adamant that the films and the series will not go into production until scripts are finished, which is not the norm uh, for the pricey tent poles that need to create awareness by planting flags on the calendar, which is just dig at Marvel. It was a little bit. He took he took a lot of shots in in his press release. Um. So the slate they announced runs through 2027, and the only things that have set release dates are Superman Legacy and Batman Part Two. Yep, 2025. That's when it starts. So am I missing anything before we jump into what's on the slate? No, nah, you uh, dates. So uh, that might be something you have to. No, nah, there no there are no dates for anything else. Um, now nah, you pretty much you pretty much got it. Uh, the about the writers' room and everything, and um, with are the dates thing, I I think for so basically, I was watching Umberto Gonzalez. He went on a a face and talk for like 50 minutes because he was one of the press that was invited to a day ago or a day a half ago to go meet with James Gunn and he told him all the plans. That's how everybody had articles written when like right after the video dropped. They were like, oh, how's all this out? Because they, they met with him. And he told him some extra goodies and whatnot. But we're not going to get a movie for like a year and a half. Like we won't get a movie or, or maybe a TV show. I don't know. We may get two TV shows in 2024, but we won't get anything DCU until 2025, essentially. Yeah, once Superman. these Flash, first. yeah. Once Flash and uh, Aquaman and Shazam and Blue Beetle drop, which isn't that all dropping this year? 
correct. Oh yeah, yeah. Twenty twenty four is their down year. They're taking 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 a break to you know let let things marinate a little bit and then reboot year twenty twenty five. Makes sense. Like yeah, I I forgot that we were in twenty twenty three for a minute when I saw like Batman Part Two wasn't coming out until twenty twenty five. I was like, that seems like a long time. But I was no, like, just a just a year in between. That's that's about right. Not, two years. Two yeah, two years. It came out in March twenty twenty two. So not, I mean, not bad. Two years away. I mean, that's what Star Wars did. Yeah, I'm not mad. I'm not yeah, mad at it. Um, Plus, we're getting the Penguin show. Like, we're gonna get TV shows next year. Yeah, we're getting Penguin starts show. filming in two weeks, and I was I didn't know if I was gonna say this because you know rumors, but Robert Pattinson's in New York with, with Colin Farrell, and filming starts in two weeks. Why is he there? Oh, we, we knew that was gonna happen. Look, I know, but I'm just saying he's there. All right, well, that's good to know that's probably for sure happening. As we get into it, I think one of these shows will probably come out before 2025. I agree. Yep. But, uh, so the first one that I have on top here is Preacher Commandos. I think this one will, too, because it's because he said it's written, and they have that's the artwork they're using. It's done. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they'll probably do the animated part of this soon. So it's a seven-episode animated series written by Gunn that is already in production. Um, originally a team of classic monsters assembled to fight Nazis. It's a modern take on the concept. The voice actors have yet to be cast, but the executives are looking to find people who can voice the animated characters and also portray them in live action versions when they show up in movies. So question, that that guy the with the white beard, if you saw the picture, that's Rick Flagg. Mm-hmm. Is, so is Rick Flagg dead or is this new Rick Flagg in DCU? Or should I just that's not fine. even worry about that? Well, that's where we're going to have some confusion, especially when we get into the next title, because there's still some spillover that we're still trying to resolute. And also, like, you know, through some of this stuff that's getting announced, we obviously found out that Peacemaker's on hold and may not even return. So, Look, oh, see, okay, so I think it will return. I'm, this is what I'm thinking. At the end of Flash, what he, what he needs to do is, at the end of Flash, when it ends, have... Barry do whatever, screen goes white or whatever, and then it's like, oh, uh, the like the flashpoint happens, and you have like Amanda Waller like reading a paper and show it's Viola Davis and like show differences in this in like what she's reading or talking about, and that way you know like okay she's there, but it's still different. You know, you get what I'm saying? Get my gist? Like a like a Nick Fury stinger type thing, but to show it's like you know different world. Well, I think like that's part of what that show might be about too. Mm, true, 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 true. Fair. Um, yeah. But yeah, so what I think is interesting about Future Command is though is that you're gonna get so it's not gonna be voice actors then. Like you're not gonna get your usual suspects in DC animated voicing, like probably not because they're trying to get people to do live action. So you're trying to get like big names on onto this. Unless some of them that- are mocap and then you do the Bradley Cooper thing where just voices rocking. Yeah, I mean, I guess some of them probably would fall into that category. So, that, you know, that's a that's a big undertaking to, like, say, to make a statement being like, yeah, we're going to make an animated series that's going to spill into live action. He's that's, going into, he's doing the Star Wars like, method. He's not doing, he's doing the Star Wars method. Right, but I mean, like, yeah, at least in, like, movie space. Yeah. Because we still haven't seen Ahsoka in a movie. True. Well, she's about to get her show. Right, right. So, um, but so that, so, yeah, the artwork looks, looks great, though. Yeah, it does look pretty, pretty good. I mean, it looks like it's your typical two D animation. I'm going too different. 
I just like the designs of them, man. Especially that Rick Flag. I was like, okay, this is nice. I'm into this. Right. Um. So the next show is Waller, which we've kind of already alluded to. The spinoff of Peacemaker. This Violet is our Bates holdover. Yeah, will return as the ruthless and morally ambiguous head, ambiguous head of the government task force, and it was written by Crystal Henry of Watchmen and Jeremy Carver, the creator of Doom Patrol. Nice, so, like that. Good, good talent. Good team on there. I think. Yeah, like you said, it's a holdover, but like since it's supposed to live in the same world the Peacemaker is, like I think it's going to further, you know, situate where we are on that. I would I would believe that a bio would probably show up in that series. Yeah, I'm sure his wife's gonna show up in there too. Who is the 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 blonde haired lady? Don't know her name. Yeah. Uh, oh, hardcore. Yeah, there hardcore. Yeah, hardcore. So yeah, I'm sure they'll probably show up in this series. Uh, we don't know what the time frame is. If it's, I guess they say it's a spinoff, but that doesn't mean it's a sequel. Like it could yeah. even be pre-Peacemaker. Could uh, be. Which I feel like I would doubt it. Be helpful to like what we're trying to. I'm, I'm feeling like this is in between season one and season two. Yeah. So I think that's gonna be something that comes out next year. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way. I feel like that's a 2024. I feel like the first two things are 2024 releases. Also, honestly, he... Oh, go ahead. I, I, I was going to say, honestly, shout out to Viola Davis for, like, sticking with DC. Hey, she because... made it! She made it through, baby! She did what Henry Cavill, Ben Affleck, all these fuckers couldn't do. She made it through. Good for her. But, well, yeah, I don't know I mean... if you noticed, when, the, when he gave the announcement, he said the Three, four movies coming out this year. Then he said those two. And then he said our DCU starts proper with Superman. So, like, to your point, this Viola Davis stuff still might not necessarily be DCU canon. It could and could just be them rewarding her for her for, longstanding. Exactly. And, and giving her the credit she deserves. And have all that stuff as Elseworld stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's where we get the Superman legacy, the movie featuring the Man of Steel that Gunn is writing and may direct. Um, let's see what else they got in here. Superman is the true kickoff of the DCU. Yeah, it's Iron Man. Not an origin story. It focuses on Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing. Uh, he is the embodiment of truth, justice in the American way. He is kindness in a world that thinks that kindness is old-fashioned. Now, it's not an origin story, but the origin story is going to be in there. I'm telling you. Yeah, no, for like, sure. If this is, if this this is, is Iron Man. Like, yeah, like this is like this if this is the is first. Up, like, they're gonna, they're gonna like, they're gonna give us that creation story in the first twenty minutes, or probably even sooner. They'll probably just really bust through it. They'll be like, Superman if they're went, ballsy. Like, they they don't even do that, and they do it in a flashback. If they're ballsy, but to your point, I think it's gonna. We're gonna see the Krypton ship. Um, and, uh, actually, yeah, as ballsy as is, I wouldn't even be surprised with that either. But it's going to be seen because, like, if this is like the true jumping off point of a of a universe of a DC universe, like the origin story has to be told. Like, we can't just like forego like the origin. It's not Batman. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, you got to do it. But yeah, this is Iron Man. I'm I'm excited. Like, you know, he when he's I'm assuming casting. If I had to guess, so it drops in 2025. It'll probably start filming sometime in 2024, middle towards the end. 
Comic-Con announcement in 2024 of like who he is. Sure. That makes sense. Big program. This was, I mean, maybe even this summer. It just depends on like how Ooh, they... You think this summer? Oh, well, yeah. He said once the script's done, he could start casting. You're right. It might be this summer and they start filming at like the end of, at the start of next year. Yeah. I mean, it's a way to build up the hype and they have nothing else to announce. Yeah. And like you have nothing next year. So it's like just getting people ready. Penguin's done. Like, oh, yeah. That that's just going to be lit. So hype for that. God. Um, but yeah, so I you know I think that they're on track with that Jacob Elordi style. Like yep. I think it's gonna be someone in that. It's age gonna age, be like someone, yeah. It's gonna age. be someone that old, yeah. It's gonna be someone young. So, also like super interested in like the idea of this is chapters of his like volume or his plan. And chapter one's called Gods and Monsters. Very interesting. Want to see how that like partains? He said this isn't this isn't all of chapter one either. And that makes sense as we move through that. Thinking of that as the idea as we move through these other ones, that's that's a good thing to note. So uh, talking about lanterns, the T, I, we are going to get a Green Lanterns TV series. The original one that Greg Brown out of here. We told you, bro. I we said that when Gunn got on and he was t- showing pictures of lanterns, I was like, that lantern show is done, bro. It's over. True, to, and he said. Some of them, you got to yeah, see, he was very careful with his words. Some of the series were HBO Max exclusives. This is a HBO proper Green Lantern TV show. True Detective? Wow. Come on, man. Come on. That's a banger. That, that's a banger. That's probably the thing I'm the most hyped for of Gunsleep, because obviously Matt Reeves is my number one. But Also, wouldn't be surprised if like within the next two Comic-Cons, we got some of this casting. Yeah, definitely. For sure. I feel like this is going to be one of the first things they work on after Superman, obviously. Right. Because, like, so I'm guessing, like, this would come after the 2025, like, let's say it comes after the summer of Superman. And then the Halloween of Batman. So, like, I'm thinking early 2026, like, because you said two shows, two movies a year. The two movies of 2025 is the Batman and Superman. I mean, so this is definitely not getting cast until... 2024 but like the question becomes with that is like who's gonna fit those ages because obviously how can be older so like how could be someone in between 35 and 50 uh but um john you're gonna is have, he's between gonna be 20 and just around superman's age yeah about like early 30s hype it could be even be younger on account that like superman is Old enough to have worked with Hal and John. Oh yeah, yeah, you could do it that way. Yeah. Either way, I'm. This is the one that I'm most hyped for. They're doing mystery. They're solving this mystery on HBO, not HBO Max. Gas, gas. In the artwork he used, gas. And so, and so, Waller's HBO Max, right? Yeah, Waller's HBO Max. Um, so next is The Authority, which is a movie based on a team of superheroes rather with rather extreme methods of protecting the planet that first originated in the late 1990s under an influential imprint known as Windstorm by an artist uh, run by artists and now head DC publishing uh, Jim Lee. One of the things of the DCU that is not just a story of heroes and villains is what Gunn said. Not every film and TV show is going to be about good guy versus bad guy. Giant things from the sky come down and the good guy wins. 
there are white hats, black hats, and gray hats, which I feel like is exactly what James Gunn wants to bring into his universe. Mm-hmm. Um, they're kind of like Jack Nicholson and a few good men. They know what you want, that you want them on the wall, or at least they believe that. So this right. is with Apollo and Midnighter for those who you know know a little bit about that. This is going to be interesting. I feel like this is his Guardians for DC. Right. I'm wondering how that factors into things. Into everything? I know. I That's what's like interesting with gods versus monsters. I'm assuming we'll get a Justice League versus the authority. Got to. I mean, that's obviously a partly a part of seven, which would be an interesting take on in like the development of the DCU is if, because like we developed the Marvel villains through the hero movies. Now, what if the DC is taking the approach is we're going to give you the hero storyline and we're going to give you the villain storyline and mm-hmm. let you decide like who you're rooting for kind of thing. Look, I'm, I'm very interested in if that happens, like they're, they're pretty much even DC has it right now. Like at, on like the last story they wrote about them and they called them like the anti justice league. So like I could see it, right. I could see it happening as like a way to be different. We talked about who would be the overarching villain. Would it be dark side? I, I was p- pushing for Legion of Doom, but like, hey, if you, I mean, like the authority is like just another version of the Legion of Doom because like Midnight right. is like a bad man. Apollo's like a Superman, but they're kind of decent people. But I mean, you could spin that if you want. Right. And I think like if you're going to like have. um At each end of the chapter, there's be some kind of conflict. This would be a good early one. So because like obviously Legion of Doom, you got the build for a while. Mm hmm. No, you're right. Mm. So I think, you know, before we move into the next one, this is a good time to mention that Joker 2 that we obviously know happening. is happening is still yeah. happening. Um, so that that's not something we'll talk about. It's not part of the slate. It's part of the Elseworlds that was announced. So um, Paradise Lost. The duo described this HBMX series as a Game of Thrones style drama set on the old female island that is Wonder Woman's base birthplace the mascara filled with political intrigue and scheming between power players it takes place before the events of the wonder woman films hey is which is their wonder woman films and not exactly not the fucking gal gadot wonder woman films people like you know you gotta read between the lines it's a good way to describe it because like there's no way that you can tie it in regardless so Exactly. Exactly. And you know what's gonna you know what's gonna confirm that what we're talking about is when they cast Apollo to someone different. That's gonna be the first the first like Well it's gonna be someone young. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like, you know, she's like old as she's like a thousand something years old, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. So well, but and I, yeah, and I think this is an interesting concept because like what we're finding in DC is that DC is going to try and do kind of like what Star Wars is doing right now. We're gonna tell really different stories within the world. Like yep. what Andor is. Yeah, you know, just like we're gonna give you our like drama in in the world that has nothing to do with like the overarching. Like this is gonna give us Wonder Woman. It has something to do, but like we're telling a, a fantasy style story, which I think is smart that they never did with Wonder Woman and explore like, you know, the different the different factions inside the mascara. And is there political fighting? Is there like, you know, people trying to take Hippolyta's spot? You know, funny enough, remember back when we talked about how we would do a DCU? This kind of goes 
into what I had wanted to do with the Atlanteans and oh yeah the yeah Amazons. I don't know what yeah no you that... can still get this you can still get possible. it within this possible like, obviously there's that's another ancient civilization that they could come into contact with very possible very possible um, leaves it leaves a lot I of think, things open in it I like I that though there's a, there's a few things that we've said in here that we talked about that they should probably do you know Green Lantern. That's Green number one. one. That's the one the I'm most excited about. The Scare thing is another one. Um, but, you know, here we go to the Batman universe, the brave and the bold. I like this, inter- this is the introduction of the DCU Batman of Bruce Wayne and also introduces our favorite Robin, Damian Wayne, which I think is wild. Yeah, like when he said that, I was like, oh, a lot of people are going to be upset. <laughs> like, that is wild. Um, the movie will take inspiration from a now classic Batman run written by Grant Morrison and introduce Batman to a son he never knew existed, a murder- murderous tween raised by assassins. It's a very strange father-son story. Now, this will be this is cool because we've never seen this iteration, obviously, but we've never really and... seen a good iteration of the Dick Grayson or Tim Drake. Or... But what's what's the good part about this is you, you get Nightwing already ready to go. Like he's 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 here. He has to be. That's true. He's in this story. Yeah, and I think like maybe Gunn saw how people did react to a show like Titans, where that already establishes a Nightwing, and how people are like clamoring for us to have like a Dick Grayson that is Detective Dick. You know? Yeah. That we we don't need the Dick Grayson Robin story in this universe. And so to TBH, if they if they do if, and see that's possible, they might have saved Dick Robin for for Reeves, which is a great call. Um, but see the thing is, if it is Morrison's run, they're getting inspired by after the Son of the Bad storyline, Batman dies. Well, like right. dies and Dick becomes Batman. Like and they do Dick and. Damien's Batman and Robin stories by Morrison, some of the most popular things. Is that a possibility? Is that a, on hand? Like, is that something that, that he does? I doubt it. But, like, I just have to bring it up because that is part of the stuff he's getting inspiration from. But, you know, do we have Tim Drake around? Is Jason Todd somewhere around? This is something and he made sure in his little thing to say the other bad family members are established. So it's like, ooh, so which ones are established? Yeah, I think this is an interesting way... I, th- I think what's cool about what he's doing is he- he's like, okay, we've done we've done so many trial runs. Like at this point, we're just going to tell a totally different vibe that has nothing to do with anything. We're not going to. He's not trying to take from a comics run in a way like Marvel did, where like if this all builds up like this, like this all does this. Yeah. This he's gonna be like, okay, well, this is like the world. We're going to pull the comic stories that we like out of it, and we're gonna just going to like make it work and will make it cohesive as a movie verse and not necessarily trying to play off of something. And I, this story, he, he's all about getting the story down first. So like, I'm cool with it. Also, I think this will be the most comic booky Batman we have. But also because we have Matt Reeves' Batman universe and based on how successful it continues to go and what Robert Pattinson wants to do with his career, it could it could go past three movies. And knowing that we have the Penguin stuff and all stuff like that too, is that maybe the idea of having Dick Grayson take the mantle in a DCU is something they want to do. Maybe like because we already have Bruce been true. told too many times. That's fair. That like maybe it's time to you have Batman, but let it be somebody else. 
Hey, that, look, that would be a, 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 another ballsy move if they did that because you do have Bruce Wayne going with Robert Pattinson, and it's the detective. It's what people want, and like if you want to give him that classic Batman and Robin feel, Dick and Damien have great stories, like great stories. What age is Batman at this point? I would say fifties, huh? No, they they said that I, like Umberto was talking about making him like anywhere from like thirty eight to like. 44? 44? 44 sounds about right. I, I can see I can see it like 40. I can see 40 or 38. Because it's like his 20s, he was... He, so th- this is always the convoluted thing is. So his 20s, he was training up until what, about 25? From like 25 to 28, you assume would be like the start slash the Dick Grayson years. From 28 to like... Well, when does Dick come in? Year two, three? Year two, three, something like that. So then, like, that's early. I didn't think he came in that early. So, so from maybe like, that's just because we were, but that's the fitted in. Years. That's the fitted in his age. And then, like, from like 30 to like 32 is the Jason Todd years. I would say 33 to 35, 36 is Tim. And then, like, from 36 to 40 something is like, all right, now we're in the Damien shit. Yeah, I mean, you gotta figure out a time where, like, I guess Damien comes in when he's like twelve. So, but between eight and twelve, yeah, it depends on how young you want to do it. So they say tween in this, so oh, they might they might age you up a little bit, like thirteen, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, I think that's a really interesting development. We'll see how that continues. I mean, will he have a blue suit? Is he gonna? Is he gonna do it? Is he gonna be that ballsy? Give him the blue suit. I don't think so. I don't think the blue suit can work. Brave and the Bold, and what I think about Brave and the Bold is blue suit Batman on cartoons. I I know. I I just don't know if the blue suit works. Let me like let me look. Let me look, look at up. Uh, let um, me look. But, at, you know, look as you're looking that up, you know the only other thing, the next thing that's on the list is the Batman sequel. Uh, we've talked about it pretty much enough times. We can kind of just gloss over. It's going to come out October 3rd of 2025, um, and we're going to learn a lot more once we get this Penguin series rolling. Uh, but we're definitely excited to continue Robert Pattinson's Batman journey. I think having, being it called Batman Part Two is interesting. You know, now we're not like it's just another chapter in the Batman story, which I think is a good way of differentiating this trilogy from other um, franchise movies in the past. Yeah. Look, I mean, I'd be down and. I'm looking at it right now. The Morrison stuff, like it, it does go from Son of the Batman, and like funny enough, we talk about monsters. There's monsters all involved in some of this stuff, and then he dies, and then it goes to Dick and and Nah, man, they might do that. They might really make it Dick and Damien, which like you know I'd rock with. I think I'd rock with it, and also the question is going to be like the casting Damien Wayne's going to be absolutely giant, huge. Oh, huge! One of the largest. Kid casting probably the biggest casting of all of this because, like, this is going to be a guy who's going to age into this role, unless they change actors, which they easily, easily could, as we've seen with Cassie in Ant Man. But, oh, Damien, like, I it makes no sense to even look at that. But, like, a Batman, like, who do they I think they're gonna cast someone physically a little more imposing than Robert Pattinson, maybe. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm trying to... I can't really think of the age. It's like, yeah, we're, because we're so far out. 
Yeah, it's gonna change. Out. But like, if I was going to be cast today, you know, obviously wouldn't cast this person. But I'm thinking like, um, someone who looks like Army Hammer. Yeah, you can't cast Army Hammer. Jensen yeah, Ackles, me. He's, I think he's old. He's old. He is old. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of like someone 40s act. Let me look at actors in their 40s. Well, I mean, at this point, they'd be 30, late 30s. So, I mean, like at this point, they'd be like Chris Pratt's age. Oh, I think. And funny enough, I think Chris Pratt's gonna be Booster Gold. Like when he was talking about Guardians coming back, like people, I, I thought that's what he was talking about, like 1,000 percent. Right, and that's where we're at now. So Booster Gold, HBO Max series based on a unique lesser-known hero created in 1986. It's about a loser from the future who uses basic future technology to come back to today and pretend to be a superhero. Chris um, Pratt. And describes it as imposter syndrome as a superhero. So it's um it's one of my favorite DC characters. I think it's uh, a really fun character. And an HBO Max series would be very much in the vein of your Guardians of the Galaxy, your Peacemakers. Yeah. Yo, is Steel James about to be Batman? He could be. He very well. I wouldn't hate it. He's 38 right now. He'd be around the right age around them. He's six foot. He's kind of tall. I also wouldn't hate him being Hal Jordan. Oh, I wouldn't hate that either. Wouldn't hate that he is Richard Madden coming along for the ride or is he sticking in Marvel? Probably sticking in Marvel. It's probably sticking in Marvel. Trying to just see like people who are of but, age. But you make you, know? you make a good point about Chris Pratt is that Chris Pratt is off his Marvel obligations. He could move into doing booster gold. I just think like well, we'll see where he's at in a few years. Like I, I you know, I don't I wouldn't say that his career is going as great as many people other people would say because you know that Jurassic Park stuff was trash. Oh, so it was bad. Uh, yeah, yeah, like Jurassic World Dominion was god awful. That was the worst movie of last yeah. year. And voicing Mario doesn't mean that you're a big name, big time actor. No, I mean that's fair. Do you think they go for like a Henry Golding type, like you know, like just like an offbeat Batman? Oh, uh, it's possible, especially. No, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Do Henry Golding. I, I don't even know if Henry Golding fits that mold that I'm even trying to think of. I think it's going to be, you know, Theo James is a good comparison. I think it's going to be someone who has, like, better hair than him. What about Oliver Jackson Cohen from, uh, you know, Haunting of the, of the Hills or whatever, which, whatever that shit's called? I have to look him up real quick. Oliver Jackson Cohen. Dude looks pretty, dude looks pretty good. Mm, yeah, probably. Dude looks pretty good, but you know, I, 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 we have plenty of time to think of this. But like, I just would tell y'all, don't look at people who are in their forties now, like, because they'll be old. Yeah, like, I'll be old. You know, I would I'm still saying. be down for a Jake Batman, Jake G. What a good time! <laughs> right, I'm trying to even think with Booster Gold. Like, there's, there's people out there now that, like, Freddie. Strom was on already vigilante. I think he could be. He could have been a good one. He would have been a good booster goal. I'm trying to think of some other BGs besides Chris Pratt because internet had me just all on the Chris Pratt wave. I mean, you could do some funny guy. Like you think that that's where you could bring a comedian in, do your your uh Paul Rudd type thing. Right, like you know, obviously we're we're gonna be getting someone younger at this point, but like someone who's like him or Adam Scott that is like. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, even a better example is Zach Levi. 
Oh yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Like someone who is a comedic actor that could don a superhero role. Um. So next is Supergirl and Supergirl: Woman of Tomorrow, which I guess this is, is their sci-fi story. Yeah, it's gonna be a movie. Um, and it's gonna be sci-fi, is what you're saying? Because yep, it's gonna be more about her adventures in space. Yeah, it's it it's it's basically. So the way that they're going to do it is when Tom King did it, it was Carl was going to figure out who she is in the in the comics. And she was like trying to be different than um than Superman. And like she wanted to investigate space because she felt Superman has Earth and whatnot. But the way that I feel like they're going to do this is they're going to take the idea of Carl was born like as like as a teen and saw all of Krypton die, everyone she loved. And like she's going to just be adventuring around space, trying to find her place. And they're going to take the space adventures of her trying to find her place. And then I feel like at the end of that movie, she goes to Earth. Um, no, what it says here is that she's going to be 14 and then that's when she comes to Earth. And then all of that stuff, oh, there's the normal Superman story and her come together and then she goes out. I think, I think it's something in between those lines. This is this is cool. I'm liking that it's going to be a super, not a, the same old Supergirl we're used to. Basically, basically the DC or the CW Supergirl. And look, the comic's um, great. Like her being like a swashbuckling, like space space person is pretty damn good. Yeah. So I'm wondering what directions they're going to take here. I think um, you know it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily have to look like Superman in terms of like race. Like mm-hmm. This could be a, um, a someone that is not just white and blonde, like we've seen Supergirls in the past. The comment, yeah, they could do anything with that. They could do anything. I mean, like we have that Supergirl that's going to be in Flash, that is a uh, you know, little team of Supergirl. So, like, I think like the idea has already been thrown out there. Um. So I don't know who you would cast for this. It could it could be literally anybody. Anybody. It literally anybody. For sure. Um, at this point, I would say in the model of your Karen Gillan. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Karen Gillan would be a, a decent person. I'm not mad at that. And then I Swamp mean, Thing's the last be, one. I even think that she could be the cast for this oh, superhero because, like, by the time this probably comes out, she'll still be fairly young. I mean, she's not that old, and um, she'll be out of her Mar- Marvel stuff. Yeah, she would be a good Supergirl. I'm not mad at that. She could also be a good Lois Lane. Yeah, interesting. I think Either she, way. Yeah, it depends on where she wants her career at that point. And and how um, old are they gonna make Supergirl? She's still gonna is like is she gonna be in her twenties? Well, in the in the in the comics, she's, she's in her twenties. She could be older and or near the same age as Clark because of the their differences in the in the pods. Yeah, so, true. True, um, true, true, true. I think it would be good if she just stayed older than him. Yeah. Because we're going younger on Superman anyway. If we just got like a third mid thirties Supergirl. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad if she was if she was older as like and they and they and they think that she, he's her big cousin, but in actuality she's the big cousin. I wouldn't be mad at that. Yeah, I, I mean I wouldn't be mad if it was like there was no, nothing to doubt that she was the older one. Like except that he Superman was more powerful. Yeah. Okay. I'd rock with that, but, but I'm just excited for it being a, a 
a space story because like that means she could fight people and have people of equal strength and they don't have to worry about it. Or like they get they can make things challenging. Right. And then the last thing we got is a swamp thing horror film. That's gonna be the darkest one. Be fun. Yeah. Good old horror movie. Hey, I'm down. And he said he said it's gonna be the darkest tone, but it's still gonna convey the story. Part of that monsters, gods and monsters. I'm just so interested in what comes from the whole title, Gods and Monsters. Right. And how long it continues if this is just that phase or we're moving into another phase after that. Yeah, no, for sure. Which we'll probably find out in 2025. Yeah, Um, probably so. So the one Marvel bit we have is that the um, the star from the bear, Ayo Edibiri, has joined Marvel in a role on Thunderbolts. Nice. I don't know a role yet. But she's gonna enter the MCU in Thunderbolts. Good for her. Um, so, so yeah, wait, what was the one you were the most excited about for the DC stuff? What was your favorite one? Um, what I'm the most excited about? Yeah. Um, probably at the moment, Batman, because like I just think <laughs> like just now I've talked myself, do. I've literally just talked myself into like the most boldest Batman story <laughs> that has ever been. <laughs> I put on live action. I'm telling you, man, Green Lantern's the one. That's the one. That's the one that I think is just gonna be like banger. Dark. Okay, give me a dark horse. One something that, like, you know, something you think will be good that you know will surprise the people. I well, I mean, I think everyone can understand that Booster Gold is gonna be gold. So. If I had to say something that I think is going to be banger that maybe people are questionable about, it's Paradise Lost. Ooh, okay. I'm, I'm going Supergirl World of Tomorrow. I think this swashbuckling space opera for her is going to be pretty interesting. I, th- I think Paradise Lost is going to like be a three-season show Ooh. that gets everyone ready to go. Does Zeus make an appearance? In 2030. Huh? Zeus? Yeah. Nice. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I'd rock with that. So you don't think we get Wonder Woman until 2030? Probably sooner, but I'm just making them. Flash, I think, would be 2030. The real Flash, the new Flash, non-Ezra Flash. Wally West Flash. Yeah, which which I hope they choose. God, I hope they choose. The way that it's moving, I, I feel like that's the way that they're going. I feel like James Gunn is like, okay, we're, there's no way we're going to tell that original Justice League story. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to move move it down the line. We're Which sucks, because that's fucking dark side. Like, we need the dark side story. Like, I hope he knows that. He'll, he might try and do it a different way, but I think he's just moving it down the line. It's like, we're going to put Superman, we're going to put Dick Grayson, Batman, we're going to put Wally West. I'd be we're down. Gonna do, we're going to do Wonder Woman. Um, John Stewart. We even have Aquaman. No, they don't. It's going to be interesting who the other members of the league are. Are we going to meet a Martian Manhunter? I think we we for sure are going to have a Martian Manhunter. Are we going to meet a Zatanna or someone like that in in the Swamp Thing stuff? Now, another big question in terms of the gun universe is what is Sean Gunn going to play? Oh, Weasel. Continue to be Weasel. Yeah, he's Weasel. He better get ready. (laughs) Dude's Weasel. Like, forever. Like, oh man, so excited to see what happens. Is there gonna be a Lex Luthor in that Superman movie? Gotta be. Damn, wild Superman movie villain. Who you think it is right now? For, for since that's the closest thing for us to speculate on. If you had to pick Lex, Lex, 
I think Lex is in it. Oh. But no. I'm picking Parasite. Parasite's a good one. Someone small. Someone like not Brainiac, not Lex, not Doomsday. Oh, well, I was or Metallo. I like Metallo too. Yeah, it's, I think it's going to be an alien one, like a m- monsters or or gods. Like you know, I still don't think like Zod is completely out of it. Ooh, they but, can't do that. That's too. That's crazy. Just, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you so, can't do that. Uh, it's like that's what I'm saying. Parasite, a monster, someone who takes Superman's power. I could see what's that. The, what's the other Krypton? Um, the equivalent. Some of the girl. No, the uh, oh, you talking about Monel's yeah. race, right? I forget what the, the like the Daxamites. Yeah, that's what it is. The Daxamites. Like, could it be a Daxamite thing? I, Ooh, I think could maybe you could do that. Yeah, I could be down for that. Okay, I'm thinking. All right, I like Daxamites if it's like an alien. I'm still leaning Parasite, Metallo if they want like a, a hero one. I like Parasite a lot. Livewire would be interesting, but I don't know if he's doing that. I'm I'm more I'm more inclined to bet on Parasite. That's that's the betting favorite for me right now. Right. It really kind of depends on like what you're trying to establish with Superman because I if if we're trying to build it on the ground humanized Superman, I could see it being a live wire. And I could see it being like Lex Luthor has a hand in it, but he's in the main villain. And we're like really getting to know Clark and Lois and the Daily yep. Planet and Jimmy and who and who this metropolis is, who this Superman is. That's live wire makes a lot of sense. Story. That's why I think Metallo could be it too. Like Lex gives him the kryptonite, but he's not doing nothing. He just, you know, I'm in the back, chilling. All right. Well, let's roll into the trailers and I'm going to blow through some stories and we talk about Last of Us. So, um, Shazam came out and had a trailer at this point. Since we've been talking all this other DC stuff, do we even care at this point? It's whatever, bro. Like, I'm not paying money to see that in theaters. I'm letting y'all know now. Like, (laughs) no, sir. I mean, I got I got a five dollar feeder, so I'll probably go see it. Um, see it on but, HBO Max. But yeah, so Shazam is coming out, but it's not going to matter anymore. Care more about the other trailers. Now we have the Boogeyman, which actually looks like a really thrilling. Interesting. I just need to know what the Boogeyman looks like. Like when we see him, it's going to determine like how scary it is. Is it cheesy or is it scary? I think it's scary. I hope so. Like he was Uh, looking all bony. I like. I dug it. So you know, I just gotta see how he looks. It seems like the way that they're gonna shoot it is gonna be very jump scary. I I don't think we've had a very good jump scare one in a while. No, it's been a minute. Yeah, I can't say. Barbarian had some good jump scares though. Yeah, but in its core, Barbarian wasn't a jump scare movie. That's true. True, true. And I think like Scream has evolved outside of that. Definitely. Scream's not that anymore. Yeah, no, this would be a good jump scare movie. So because we haven't had one in a minute. Yeah. Nope. Um now from a horror movie to a family movie with ghosts. We have a ghost with a Dave Gate Harbor. ET e. vibes. ET e. vibes, like you know, kid finds a ghost, wants to like help the ghost reclaim it's figure know, out why he's not in peace it's like yeah. figure out why he's still haunting it's a netflix movie that's going to be out later this month well february um and uh it looks all right i did see violent night oh did you like it was it good 
actually really good. Ooh, so that's why they're doing Violent Night too. Yeah, it, it is. It is pretty good. Uh, Ooh, I'm gonna have to watch it. They got good actors in it for sure. Like the wife of Clark and Christmas Vacation, she's mm-hmm. like the the mom of the family. Oh, okay, like, nice. There's the little girl in it who like is fresh off like in the in the movie she sees Home and Alone like the night before everything happens, so she does some good Home Alone shit. Um, it was a perfect mix mix of like John Wick. Uh, nobody meets a supernatural Santa Claus story. Like Ooh. I don't even want to give too much away because it's really cool. Like what? Okay, so I should really watch it then. Okay. Right? But, yeah, what like what they try and describe with the lore of Santa Claus, I think, is really interesting. All right, well then, hell yeah, I'm gonna have to watch that shit. Yeah, I would recommend it honestly. Um, and so the last thing we have is um, Secession season four. Nice, Ready. looks great. Tom, Ready. Tom and Greg versus the family. Yeah, it's Tom and Shiv getting a divorce, and Tom being like, "If Shiv gets divorced, are are we still cool?" <laughs> yeah, Tom, sure. <laughs> oh, also, how Jordan Glenn Powell? <laughs> yeah, that, I think it would be actually end up being perfect. Like brothers just typecast as like a pilot for the rest of his career. <laughs> he goes from Top Gun to Devotion to give Hal Top Jordan. Gun, give, give Top Gun best picture. <laughs> See what happens. You you want you want to get ratings, Oscars, do that. <laughs> That's um, funny. So we're getting into the stories and run through them. Some of them don't need too much topic of conversation. So, uh, Kingdom Hill Revival coming come to Hulu. We had heard some rumblings of this, but it's official now with Mike Judge being Hi. in the series as an executive producer, but it's going to be written by Saladin Patterson, who's going to be the showrunner. Um, I know you're hyped about it. I, yep. It's, it's, it's just another story for me. I think but, it'll be good, man. I hope so. I mean, that'd definitely be good to revive something and have it be running again because we, as we'll get to it later on, that there's some shows on Fox that have been running forever and I think they will always run forever. Um, oh, he wrote for Dave. He wrote for Dave. He wrote for The Last OG. He wrote for the Bernie Mac show, Psych, Two and a Half Men, Frasier. He wrote 28 episodes. Nah, bro, this guy's got to make a good show. I believe it. I, I think that there's a space, especially now that the Justin Whelan stuff happened with Solar Opposites. Like, there's a space for Hulu to have some animated stuff really hit. Yeah, might as well hit your ratchet and Mike Judge. He, you know, he's not getting canceled anytime soon. Thanks. Uh, so the Bad Boys are returning with a uh, fourth movie. Will Smith and Martin Lawrence will be Gross. back, um, and it's going to be the same group that directed Bad Boys for Life. Um, um, Bilal Falala and uh, Deal L. Arby. Um, and the script's going to be from Chris Bremer. Why are we doing this? Is my <laughs> it should be over. Like, if anything, why is Martin Lawrence in it? Because in the end of the last one, his character was like retiring. And like, it was all about the young up and comers. Well, maybe it is going to be about the up and comers, but they'll just be in it. You know what I'm saying? And like, Will Smith's son has to be in it too. Yeah, so like I think that that might be the direction that they're going. Like just because Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are saying that it's happening doesn't mean that they're the main characters. 
Ah, okay. I see what you're saying. Okay. I wouldn't be mad at that then. But we need to just see. We just need to see what happens, yeah. Like, I could see it being, like, Bad Boys New Era or something. Like, Bad Boys. Yeah, Bad Boys Next Generation. (laughs) If if this movie came out in the the 90s or early 2000s, that's exactly what it (laughs) would be be called. called, though, for sure. That's what what everything was called in that time. (laughs) Um, So, Michael Jackson's nephew, Jafar Jackson, uh, son of Jermaine, is going to star as Michael in the biopic. I think this is a good move in terms of like someone who looks like young Michael, but like how bad move in terms of like what they're going to talk about. Right. Like, obviously, we know it's going to be early Michael now on the the major forefront. Like, there's no way they're going to make Jafar Jackson like pretend like he's he's white. They have to do. Is this gonna be a two part movie? Black Michael's part one, White Michael's part two. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they went that route. Hey, I, if, if they're bold, they should title it Michael Jackson Black, Michael Jackson White instead of one and two. <laughs> it don't matter if you're black or white. Michael Jackson part one. <laughs> That'd be hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the next story we have is Julie Roberts and Jennifer Aniston are going to swap bodies in a new comedy from Palm Springs filmmaker Max Barbacow. Uh, okay. Amazon has won the bidding war for this movie. Nothing okay. else has been re- released about it. All right, that's not too bad. I trust, I trust anyone who is associated with Palm Springs and Julie Roberts and Jennifer Aniston are making these kinds of movies right now, so it's not too surprising. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so CBS announced that they're going to have a show called Watson. The drama hails from the elementary executive producer, Craig Sweeney, but does not have any connection to the former CBS show. Uh, picks up shortly after the death of Sherlock Holmes, who was killed at the hands of Moriarty. In the aftermath, Dr. John Watson resumes his medical career as head of the clinic dedicated to treating rare genetic disorders, only to uncover a startling secret that puts him in the crosshairs of Moriarty once again. Oh, Okay. Knowing that this is going to be on CBS, though, makes it a little bit less for me. If it was going to be on Paramount Plus, I'd actually feel a lot better about it. Because so like now is... that I've seen, now, now that I've seen what you could do with a show like Criminal Minds that did so good on CBS, and then put it on Paramount Plus and like open up the doors for it, and how better it could be, I, I'm, I'm kind of out on something's coming out on. So is this going to be with uh, Lindsay? Uh, uh... No. Oh, so it's not Lindsay Lou. Mm-mm. So I why do that. I? So why is it? Do I care about elementary? You don't. That's the the only thing about it is that the person who put on elementary is doing this, just oh. a different story of. Okay, gotcha. All right. Well, then he made a good Sherlock Holmes story. Can he make a good Watson story though? With no Sherlock, that's the question. That's the question. Um, but like I said, if it was on Paramount Plus, I'd feel a lot better about it. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. So HBO is developing the Leah Somani novel. I noticed it said HBO and HBO Max. The Layla Somani novel, The Perfect Nanny, into a limited series. Maya Erskine is going to create and write the series and will star opposite Nicole Kidman in it. Both will serve as executive producers. Um, The Perfect Nanny was inspired by a real-life murder of Lucia and Leo Krim by their nanny in 2012. In the series, a seemingly perfect nanny goes to work for a couple with two young children, but her helpful personality eventually deteriorates into something sinister. 
Ooh, okay, it sounds pretty right, interesting. Jim Meyer is going to be the nanny. The nanny, she's going to be the evil one. It's going to be Lucia Crane. All right, I like Myers. You know, I'm excited which what she can do. And it's HBO. Yeah, so I think like this could be a, a pretty chilling series. Something yeah. to like the staircase. Okay, I'm into it. So Amazon is building a Tomb Raider franchise. What? Um, okay. And what it has been heard is that um, Amazon has the rights to doing a Tomb Raider movie. And they're going to go ahead and do their TV series that Phoebe Waller-Bridge is going to write, but not star in. And there's going to be a new game that comes out that's supposed to interconnect with all of these stories being told on Amazon. So they're trying to build like their own universe on Amazon. With Tomb Raider. Okay. So Amazon's like the home of universes. We have The Boys. We have Invincible. We have Lord of the Rings. We have Jack Ryan. Wrinkle in Time. <laughs> Or the yeah, the wheel of time, yeah. Wheel of time, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now Tomb Raider, and don't forget they own all the James Bond. Yeah, thanks. Damn. And so Nisi Nash, John Barenthal, Vera Farmiga, Nick Offerman, Jasmine Cephas Jones, and Connie Nielsen are going to join Dave, Ava DuVernay's cast film that they'll pre, they'll join previously announced on on John J. Ellis. I can't say her first name. Who was um, previously Announced as the lead cast, the origins of discontents describes the uh, it was described by the New York Times as an American classic that um, examines the hierarchy that shaped America. So it's about you know casts in America. Okay, need to see it. Need to see a trailer for that first. All, all I can tell you is that John Barenthal is going to play an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm so upset you put that next story in there. I saw that. I was just like, ugh, disgusting. We should have known it was going to be bad. We don't even have to talk about it. I just mm-hmm. wanted you to see it just in case you hadn't seen it. Trash. Fucking garbage, Netflix. Garbaggio. Yeah, so the story was about how um, uh, Shishiro Watanabe was like I didn't even watch that Cowboy Bebop show. I watched the first scene and I knew it was gonna be trash. Yeah. Shinichiro Watanabe, the goat, didn't watch it, saw the opening scene and was like, yeah, this is not Bebop. I'm out of here. Trash. Y'all didn't even consult the man. Y'all didn't even consult him. Horrible. No wonder why it should fail. Now on the flip of a story that we could talk about that is recent. Now the one piece people aren't Helping out. Yeah, Oda is working. With, I did see. With the show. And I saw the poster of Luffy from behind and with all the people from behind. But still, I gotta see that shit in action. One thing I need to look back at, it, he doesn't have it. He doesn't have his mark on there, huh? Oh, on the poster? He doesn't have his X. He doesn't have his X on there, huh? Nah, he shouldn't. Because, because if he did, then we would know we would get Alabasta and it would be too early. Yeah, no wayward in Alabasta, but he shouldn't have that thing on. Yeah, no, no X. Okay. Yeah, no um, X. I believe I'd seen more details about it, but I'm really just kind of waiting, waiting and seeing. I'm not like diving too hard onto it. On what? On the One Piece. Oh, okay. I I have better faith in the Avatar series that they're going to do, but now that Avatar is really pushing on Paramount Plus, like I don't even know if it. The live action will be good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's good people involved in it, so I, 
And then and they still have it on their avatar slate. Like they have an avatar slate, and it's like that is one That's of the true. things. But That's their true. animated stuff sounds yes. Yeah. So that's exciting. So um, some quick stuff and some cancels and returns. Phoebe Devner is out of the Bridgerton series. She had two Sundance films that had like rave reviews this week. So she's like, I'm done with this sh- with this show. I'm <laughs> done. I'm on to bigger and better things. Good for uh, Last of Us officially renewed for season two. Uh, Simpsons, Bob's Burgers, and Family Guy will have two more seasons each at Fox. That's it? Just like they were reviewed for two more. That's oh, okay. What, you know I mean? Gotcha. Like they're going to have probably more after that, but they've already renewed them for two more. Okay. That's why I'm saying like King of the Hills got to get on it because like Simpsons and Bob's Burgers and Family Guy are going to run to the end of time. True. Um, yeah. No, you're right. And South Park. Um, the recruit renewed for season two at Netflix and still need to get around to watching that. Uh, this makes me want to watch it now. Now that I know that's going to stick around. Get a second season. Uh, Dexter New Blood will not get a second season. Canceled. Uh, reboot canceled at Hulu. Canceled. I only watched the first couple of episodes. It really wasn't Me too. that exciting. It wasn't that fun. Um, and La Brea returns for a third season on NBC. Who the fuck is watching? <laughs> I watched the first episode of that and I was like, this show is really stupid. Hey, people who watch network television watches La Brea. <laughs> network television now should just be reality shows and sports. That's probably what cable TV should be, and the rest should be streaming. Right. I agree. Like, like, that's that's where I'm at. No, nah, I'm with like, you. I, guess, I wouldn't be mad at that. The, besides the car, the animated stuff that we're getting like from Fox, the only other thing that's good, that's scripted, that's on network TV is Abbott. Yeah, that's it. Abbott's really like the only thing left. And maybe like American Auto, but you don't watch that and like, I know some people don't. So, yeah, I'd have to go with Abbott's the best thing on network TV. I'm trying to I'm trying to see if there's anything else, but I think you're right, man. Like network TV just sucks right now. Mike, you know, you can people out there are probably hardcore fans of some of the CBS comedies, but like, like the neighborhood. I'm not watching any of them. Like the neighborhood ghosts. Ooh, gross. <laughs> oh, grotty. The yeah, the same. the neighborhood, bro. Oof. But yeah. Reality shows and sports. That's all news you know. That's what we need. That is what we so, need. Movie on the rise. Okay. There's that time where we give you one show or multiple that's coming out this week that we think you need to check out. I got, um, what do I have this week? Actually, I don't know. You can go. I'm trying to see. Um, I'm really interested in watching the new Great British Baking Show series. It's a oh, great okay. British baking show. Like It's basically Top Chef Masters. But like, so instead of having, you know, home bakers compete, they're going to have like duos of baking teams that actually like professionally work in baking. Okay. And uh, they're going to have like harder competition, like harder challenges. Okay. Who's the best of the best in England in terms of baking. That sounds pretty good. That doesn't sound bad. Um, I'm going to say Vengeance, the movie. It's on Amazon Prime. With uh BJ Good. Novak, the podcaster thing, I'm watching that this week. That's my plan. Yeah, you should. It's good. Yeah, so yeah, let me know what you think about it because it is very. BJ Novak wants to tell a story, like he wants to preach. Okay, real. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let you know. Also, they got um Legend of Vox Machina is back. So yeah, it's been back for a week now. Um, 
you know, like uh, we were talking about off air. Love Island is now officially on. Oh, in Babylon, you can rent it now. Oh, yeah, you can rent Babylon. I have, if I have a spare three hours. <laughs> same, same, same. But I want to see it though. I do. I really do. I might see it down the line, but not yet. Mm. So, um, but that's pretty yeah. much that's pretty much it for movie on the rise. Yeah, we won't get you until next week. Yeah, no, the you is you is next week. Out. Same, same with um the Bill Wal- the Bill Russell doc. So that's gonna be my movie on the rise next week. Same, yeah, same with that. And then I think also next week for movie on the rise we can say, um, tournament of champions. Mm. And then the following week after that will be next level Shaq. and something else that comes out on the nineteenth. I just nice. at this moment. Oh, the good reality shows are coming back. Nice, right? Nice. All right, so um, so we just got Last of Us, the filler episode. It's not a filler episode. <laughs> it was a good episode, but like it, it, all that happened was essentially to move the plot forward was they had to go get meet Ron Swanson to get a truck. But in that, you opened up the world and learned about Ron Swanson and his relationship and and dealing with the onslaught of the the virus thing. Good episode, but you know it wasn't. Some people on the internet would say it is the best episode of television ever. I don't know about ever, but it's. I think it's the best episode we've had so far of this show, based on pure acting. Okay, I agree with that. That I agree with for sure. Making. Okay, I agree um, with that too. But, yeah, it's like once once we're done with this season, we're not going to be talking as much about this episode ever. Ever, I don't know. I like. I think like this episode is gonna be cemented in Nick Offerman's history. I think everyone will yeah. look back and be like, "Wow, Nick Offerman really did the damn thing in the third episode of Last of Us." Something that not a lot of people would have expected. Expected from him? No, for sure. I agree with that. Um, but in terms of the show, it's not gonna be like, "Oh, damn!" Like this is the best episode of the show. No, probably not. But um. The one thing to remember in terms of this and people who want to call it filler and stuff like that, um, we have every, these in every show. Yeah, no, you're right. And, you're absolutely in every right. show we have now, there's always an episode that kind of veers off and tells a different story that is relevant, but may not like continue the main storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought what was really cool about this episode is like what you were just saying a little bit earlier how you can kind of get a different perspective of how things went it's very similar to like how we got those intro bits in the first two episodes oh yeah, but yeah, now yeah. it's a whole episode, it's a whole like, episode. Okay, so you're learning like three years three years out like this kinds of stuff is happening like i'm in, the, in a small town you were ushered to a quarantine zone but they probably just killed you along the way mm-hmm. like, you know if you're dead you can't be an infected as joel says early on you know, it does a really interesting job. You know, when Joel and, and Tess see them in in the middle times, Joel mentions the Raiders. So now we know as their journey continues that there are Raiders out there. Yeah, that, that there are the people who can go get them. Yeah, no, you're right. They did do they did sprinkle in those little things to like let you know the Raiders was a good call because that was something I noticed like, oh, that's gonna happen. Right. So it was kind of just like a tool to tell a really interesting story that is a beer from the game in a way that 
doesn't mess anything up. Yeah, and it doesn't like, take away from the story either. No, no, it doesn't. So it's it's a fair artistic choice for them to make. And you get lore through it. And you get lore through it. And you get like just some tremendous, tremendous acting and writing. Like, no, yeah. Absolutely floored. Like the whole time, like I thought I could just like watch it and do other things, but I was captivated. I was captivated the whole time. No, I was, I look, I, I can't say I, I can say that. I will I, I was watching from start to finish and was like, okay, I'm into this. I'm interested. Like, let's see what's gonna happen. So you know, honestly, the relationship that developed between them, shocked. Like I was shocked. I didn't because like you know, I'm not a gay man, so I don't obviously pick up on cues mm-hmm. like that. And so like when like, you know, their first kiss eventually happens. I was like, he didn't didn't see this coming. Yeah, no, me neither. Me neither. I was like, that came. I was like, oh, okay. This is what we do. And all right, lit. Good for them. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I saw that coming out of nowhere. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, so it was just like, they went full stop on it. And I think it's a really interesting to- choice based on, like, the clientele that they're serving. Like, mm-hmm. You know, Last of Us fans probably, you know, toe the line between political parties and just like overtly put in a same sex couple relationship that probably one of the better stories we've seen out of the same sex couple relationship on like probably one of the best television. Yeah, probably the best. That was that was a move. Like that was a big statement. So and it worked. And it worked. I don't know how. And, and how the gay community looks into it because like I don't I think maybe Murray Bartlett is gay but I don't know about Nick Arfman but at the end of the day like I hope that they can see that this is a it was a, a pre- really big step for yeah and it was it was done out of love not, it, yeah it was done and, out and, of love primetime television like Justice Bros was like you know a big big jump to have like a, a gay rom-com be a movie that's being put out to try and and now in the biggest HBO show on the planet, they have this where bros didn't work. No, you're right. You're right. So yeah, I, I think it was it was an interesting call. And I think it was, you know, like like we've been saying, a really great episode um, that they did. But you know, now we get on to the story with Joel and Ellie, and it's only gonna ramp up. Now the story like officially, officially begins. Like we're hitting the road. So I believe so. I think like these first three episodes are really kind of like, you know, if if anything, this story really pushes along the narrative of what Joel is going through, because that letter that he receives from Bill at the end is like, you know, Frank was my purpose, so I died because my purpose was no longer there. Yeah, and, sad. And it, I had to let my girlfriend in the house, but yeah, no, you were you were you were saying so you're 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 cooking. Get back to cooking. You was cooking about how um oh, yeah. you're talking about how um one of them was like I lost my purpose. So like, oh. yeah, so yeah, because the letter's talking about how like Bill lost his Frank, it was his purpose, and you know, though he was meaning it for Tess for Joel. Now Joel is kind of reestablished that like you know. At this point, you live for a purpose. Ellie is now your purpose. Yep. Just because you lost your daughter and everything doesn't mean like you you don't find a way to carry on. You gotta carry it's, on. It's it's one of these things where like not everyone gets a purpose in life, and Joel's been given the opportunity to have it done over and over again. 
So this time he needs to make it count. Yeah. Um, it's pretty much like what that story was trying to tell is that, you know, in times like the apocalypse, you have a purpose that keeps you through to keep you going. And so now as we get into the full on Joel and Ellie story, like that is what the first three episodes have built up is that that yep. is what this is. Yep. It's like those two have to find a way to, to do this for something bigger than both of them, because if they don't, humanity will die. Essentially. Exactly. That's a good yeah. way to put it. So, uh, you know, I think it was a well done episode and we'll get to see what moves on with their story. I agree. Week. I agree. And then we'll have your honor next week. I'm going to be caught up. <laughs> All right. But yeah, that's everything, man. That's pretty much everything this week. Good DC pod this week. Yeah, I had a lot of stuff to break down for that. But let me go ahead and let everyone know what's going on with the Bros Within Network. A lot of One Piece content out on the YouTube. The work shoot shows given our review of the Royal Rumble this week. Manga Melee is out. Anime Talk is going to be out. Uh, the Bros Who Think podcast out is, is out already, but another episode will drop later this week. So just a bunch of stuff dropping. Just follow us at Bros Who Think on Twitter. Subscribe to the YouTube. Subscribe to Spotify. And you'll be all caught up to date. All right. So um, definitely catch everything going on with the Bros Who Think Network. And you know, make sure you see some of Lyndon's TikToks because they're always kind of... Hey, you seeing them I'll be out here, bro. I'm making a shit ton. Yeah, you're, you're you're doing the content creator model where, like, I think they have to, like, they have to put out five or seven a day or something. Like that, that. Shoot, I put out four to five a day. It drives me fucking insane. But I get, like, 15 to 20 followers. I'm, I'm already up to, like, 600. And, like, a, a month ago, I was at, like, four, 400, 300. Like, I've been grinding, bro. I'm going to beat to 1,000 like, by the end of next I month. Feel, I feel like, you know, as frequent as, like, TikToks, you can see so many people. Stuff, and I don't know how it was with Vine because I never really looked at it this hard. But, like, I mean, I'm seeing people that I've, like, went to high school with that have videos that go for, like, 200K. See, like, I'm, like I'm grinding to, to get find, there. Like, the right niche. The niche, like, yeah, I know. Like if you're if you're a girl and you're our age and you're getting ready for a wedding, if you put out one strong wedding talk video, you you're out there. there. Yeah, no, you're out there. Like I'm trying to get that with like movie and nerd culture. Like I'm trying to hit one. Like I'm gonna hit one. Like my reviews, which was great, was I built it up by doing follower interaction. Cause like when I first was just doing review content and talking about what I wanted to, like it wasn't getting a lot of views, but I started doing like viewer interactive games and things. So now when I put out review content, oh, people fuck with it because they fuck with me from the games. So it, it's the whole thing. I've been grinding. I'm glad you noticed. I'm, I've been doing it every fucking day. God, the talk. The talk. But hey, people come from people come from the TikTok and listen to this. And if you're from the TikTok. Welcome. Hey, you know, that's what it's for. Facts. Uh, that's a fact. Um, so you can follow me on uh, Twitter at TubesBWT and TikTok at BWT. You can look at my likes at least. Um, <laughs> you need to hide those. <laughs> my likes are private. I don't want people to know Girl. what I'm liking. Well, I'm not out here liking a whole bunch of like girls. Don't say it. Don't stop. Like that because, I'm like, not that liking shit, that either. I'm just saying. That shit will like pop up on your on your feed. Yeah, yeah. Stuff, yeah. Like, then you can't then you can't watch it in front of your girlfriend. That's just the whole thing. It's like, yeah, why are you hiding your TikToks? Like, I'm not. 
TikTok is just sports content. I don't like that shit. I'm just saying my TikTok is food, um, fucking sports and anime content. <laughs> Minus sports and movies and dogs <laughs> and jokes. See, I don't even have the dogs and jokes anymore. I had to, I had to shuffle that out with the thirst traps. I had to get all that out of my feed. <laughs> that's, that's funny. funny. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you, that's what's going on with my socials. Um, and make sure you, like I said, catch everything up with the network. Catch up on some of the shows. Um, you probably a lot of you are already caught up on your honor. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be I'm there. I, I'm gonna be ready next week. That that's on me. I take the L for that one. I, I know what's going on with the Baxters and the war that's getting geared up. Damn, a war! Stop. All right, I'm gonna be ready. A war. Fuck. There's, there's, <laughs> there's some shit happening for sure. It's it's ramping up. Oh. Um, but yeah. So catch us next week for another episode of the Bros Who Binge podcast. Everyone have a great week, and as always, keep binging.